and yeah we had a a, a case back in the day a, a mutual client and when you reached out i i saw vin i was saved on your phone yeah i was said <laughs> you know your name and i was like wait a second i'm like i've talked to him before so and then we started talking for a little bit and we figured out was that we had a mutual customer back in the day i could talk about that. and these are all things you know as you get experience and time and you know cuz that that stuff you see it happen you're like oh okay and when you open the floor and you see all the water sitting there like oh that's what was happening the Special Claims Game podcast today with a plumber. One of my favorite subjects is plumbing is leak detection because frankly, that's what I dealt with for most of my career. My name is Vince Perry. I'm the commercial claims advocate, owner of Elite Resolutions, and our Claims Game podcast today is with Alex Diaz. He is the owner of Total Leak Detection. He is a third generation plumber. That's right, third generation plumber. They specialize in all kinds of plumbing repairs, leak detection. Uh, I believe they do dryouts as well, uh, but just an amazing guy, very experienced. And it turned out that after I met Alex, we had actually worked a claim together. Years years before and neither of us remembered, but we were both saved on each other's phone. So a really funny story about that, but we're going to talk about drain lines, supply lines, uh, water leak detection, and everything there is to know about plumbing because that's actually something that I do know. And I think you're going to enjoy this podcast with Alex. So hope you like Alex. You're going to meet him right now. Welcome to the Claims Game Podcast with Vince Perry. Get all the tips you need from insurance claim advocates and professionals and grow your public adjusting career to the next level. And now the commercial claims advocate, Vince Perry. Okay, okay, okay. We are back with another episode of the Claims Game Podcast, and this is a unique one. Listen up. Advocates, whether you're a public adjuster, contractor, or an attorney, if you have a client that has suffered any kind of catastrophic loss, whether that be by fire or storm or just any catastrophic loss that requires your client to have to move out and incur ALE and loss of use coverage, you need to think about looking at Black Diamond Services. This is an incredible idea for a service that I think is extremely valuable and I've actually personally used uh, for my clients myself. Basically, what they do is they provide all of the necessary money that needed as needed to be done for the homeowner uh, to go and move to another place, whether that be a hotel or another home or whatever it is, they basically bill through their insurance policies, loss of use coverage, and basically they provide financial assistance so that the insured never has to incur any out-of-pocket expenses. It's an amazing service. I love the people at Black Diamond Services, especially Millie Varela. If you just contact her and contact Black Diamond Services, I'm telling you, they're going to take care of your climate clients like you wouldn't believe. I personally have a client who suffered a fire damage and had to use their ALE coverage and all we did was refer them to Black Diamond, our clients did not have to come out of pocket a single penny. Black Diamond provided all of the financial um, uh, money and they provided the actual location for the homeowner to stay. Amazing service. Contact Black Diamond Services today so you could find out more information for yourself. This is a first of its kind on the Claims Game Podcast. This is the first time I don't know why it took so long, but it's the first time we have a plumber on the show. I know why it's been so long, Alex, is because every claim, it seems like these days, is a roof claim. But little do people know that for the majority of my career, pretty much 90% of my claims were water damage claims. 
we're plumbing claims, we're drain line claims, we're pipe burst claims, we're supply line pinhole leaks and all these things. So I'm so excited because the plumbing industry is something that I feel like I've been a part of for so long. So it's like pretty cool to finally have a plumber on the show. Alex Diaz, welcome to the show, my friend. Awesome. Thank you, Vince. Uh, and I agree. Uh, you know, the day to day is going to be your plumbing uh, jobs, uh, the, the jobs that come in from leaks or burst pipes. And I'm happy to be on the show and thanks for inviting me. And I'm super excited. So thanks so for having me on. For sure, man. Alex is with Total Leak Detection. Uh, Alex has been in the business for a long time. It's a family owned business, correct? Yes. Uh, so it really started with my grandfather in the 70s. So we, you know, I, I grew up around plumbing my whole life. I was a service plumber for many years, troubleshooting, uh, a lot of house calls, as you can imagine. And I kind of uh, specialize now in, in leak detection and service and repair is uh, definitely doing cameras and, and scopes and reports and specifically helping adjusters like yourself and other adjusters um, creating good reports and, and good um, detailed reports where the insurance knows exactly what's going on. Well, it's very important. People don't understand how important it is. I mean, I talk about it all the time. On all of our claims, one of our requirements and what we teach in our course and something that you need to have on all your claims is an expert report because I'm a public adjuster. I'm an insurance adjuster. But just like the insurance company will send out an engineer or they'll send out their own plumber to do whatever it is, you got to make sure if you're on the policyholder side, this is public adjusters, that you have an expert to sort of back up what you are claiming. And, you know, when we were doing a, a you know, when I have a drain line claim or if I have a supply line burst or whatever it is, I need not just an invoice, but I sometimes need a proposal. Like, what is it going to cost, you know, going forward to do that? Leak detection, so big. I'm not going to follow. And again, geez, this is why it's so important to hire a, a public adjuster is because I'm not not going to submit a claim if I don't know where the leak is coming from. Because if I leave that in the hands of the insurance company and the insurance company's plumber, I hate to say it, it might not go as well. So I tell people right off the bat, a damage occurs or there you see some kind of yellow stain forming or something. Don't just go call the insurance company. Wait, 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 call a plumber, find out what's going on. When I get a call about that stuff, if I haven't been out to the property, the first thing I'll ask is, have you called the plumber? Oh, no, I just called you first. Okay, I'll get you a plumber. Let's get a plumber out there and find out what's going on. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And, and most importantly, the, the, the difference here, too, is make sure they have the right equipment. Um, they have a good process of locating the leak and going about uh, documenting the leak properly. Uh, all those things are really important. And, and it's kind of just like creating the story of what happened uh, for the insurance company and how that leak occurred and having the, um, the facts and, and the information and the tests that were done uh, to, to certify that that was how it happened and that's where it came from and all those different things. It's so important, I feel like, uh, for the insurance to, to understand what's going on. I love that you said yeah. story. Yeah. I say that all the time. When I say it, people are just like, what do you mean? You're just making up a story? It's like, no, like there is a there is a timeline of events that need to be presented correctly in order to get this claim paid. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. You know? Yeah. So, so um, so yeah, so it's just it's just funny because 
I just, I don't do it as much as I used to. Like we have guys now that work for the firm. Uh, and I tell the guys always get a good relationship with a plumber. Like it's just really important. I mean, honestly, you guys are pretty much walking into a claim almost every single day. Uh, whether that claim is worth it or not is a different story. Um, have you noticed any changes, you know, like in the past few years, sort of with insurance claims? You know, one of the things I talked to you off camera that I wanted to sort of get into just a little bit, we don't have to get into too much, but you know, here in Florida, we deal with a 10K water damage cap. We're dealing with a a lot more water damage exclusions. You know, how do you feel about that? You've been, been running into a little bit more as well, right? Yeah, I feel like more and more um, policies that we find, or I guess that, that uh, insurance agents are writing up our citizens and, and uh, certain insurance companies that have these 10K caps. Uh, so we are finding them a lot more. And, um, you know, that's where you guys step in and and, and try to help the, the homeowner and find ways uh uh, to help them, uh, you know, recover their, their loss. Uh, a lot of times we just hand it over to you guys to review because we're not experts in, um, in, the, in, in the insurance policies or in insurance in general. Uh, we just kind of help, uh, you know, the homeowner and adjusters, restoration companies uh, find and identify the leaks and, and create that good report. Uh, so sometimes, you know, there's nothing uh, uh, the adjuster, the the homeowner can do if they have these 10k caps and have thirty thousand dollars worth of damages they're gonna they're, at least they have ten thousand that goes towards that but i feel like a lot of these people are getting um you know less than what they deserve on these claims unfortunately so yeah it yeah. sucks but it's something that we have to deal yeah. with fact of the matter is the claim needs to be filed if a loss occurs and that's just sort of the way it goes tell me about leak detection though it's so cool like some of the some of the gadgets that you guys bring out you know your company is total leak detection um Tell me, tell me a little bit about some of the, some of the stuff that you run into. Like if, if, uh, if, you know, what, what are the kind of tools that you use? What are the kind of the ways that you just go in and you try to find a leak and see where exactly where it's coming from? Awesome. Yeah. So great question. So we kind of, what I like to tell or, or train my guys is we use uh, the scientific method, uh, to, to kind of go about, um, uh, at, for a, a, a good leak detection, you're going to have a good plan of action, right? From the very beginning. Um, so, you know, the first step when we're arriving to these homes, there's a lot of uh, questioning. You know, we question the the homeowner how how uh, it happened, what are the, the signs, because we get a lot of information from them first. And then we're going to create kind of a plan of action of how we're going to find these leaks. So as you can imagine, a lot of these leaks are very difficult to find. And that's why we're out there, because they might have called three, four, five different plumbers out there and haven't figured it out. So then they call us and we're kind of like that last person that locates it. Um, so when we get out there, uh, there's a lot of questions. Who's been here? What tests have they already run? Things like that. It, it saves us a lot of time. And then from there, we're going to figure out what equipment we're going to use. So typically, um, we first start with, you know, like a basic leak detection, which is that a lot of you guys know about the infrareds and moisture meters and things like that. Um, but uh, we also have other equipment that uh, works with, uh, um, we, we put a, a connection to the pipe that, that sends a signal. And then we have another piece of equipment that tracks that signal underneath the ground, behind walls, wherever it is. Once we locate those, those pipes underneath the ground or inside the walls, 
we go with with sound and vibration so so most leaks when they have a uh, water coming out of it, it produces a sound. So we use this other piece of equipment that amplifies that sound. And then we, we pinpoint within about five feet where that leak is uh, inside the wall or inside the, the ground. Uh, we have other uh, equipment as well that, um, that helps us uh, uh, when we have to do like spray tests and, and other things when we think it's coming from the outside or from a roof. Um, so, yeah. And, and, and then the other tests and, uh, that we do for shower pans and things like that as well. That, you that sort of look like you sort of look like what you look like now, right? So for those of you who are listening and not watching, Alex has got the big <laughs> headphones on. You look yeah. like that, right? You got one of those things. I mean, I've seen it done. You got yeah. one of those things on, right? And you're just like sort of yeah. listening to see where you where you find it, right? Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it's it's kind of similar uh, <laughs> headphones, actually. Yeah, so you want to noise cancel everything. So we've, you know, it, it's funny because in some of these commercial jobs we get when it's huge properties and there's a lot of people talking, like we have to actually set it up for the weekend when there's nobody in the property. And that helps us actually get a lot closer to the leaks and, and locate them that way. So, you know, and we, we all have our obstacles. Sometimes the, the pipe is sleeved or it's too deep underneath. So we have to try other methods that we have, but um, we typically always leave the customer with some type of solution. What's the next step? And, and we use all the technology that's present at this time to try to locate that leak to the best Alex, of our ability. Yeah. Alex, tell me the, tell me the truth. Okay. I know you're amazing at what you do and I've worked yeah. with you before. So I, that's how I know that you're actually very good at what you do. <laughs> tell me about the time you thought you found the leak and you busted the floor or you busted the wall and you're like, uh Oh, and you have to keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going. Come on. Tell me about that one time. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I would say early on when, uh, when I was learning about leak detection, uh, I would say it would, it, it happened more. It, it only takes a few times for it, something similar like that to happen. And then you understand what, how, how these things can occur. But, um, you know, one time we had a, a case, it was a commercial building. Uh, I think it was a tile store or something like that. Um, but, we we located the pipe and the guy that that located it um it, it it had made a turn and and he thought it went straight so when we opened that first initial thing it it, it was uh because of the way that the uh that flooring was set up and the rebar and everything it was sending the signal everywhere so when he started tracking it it was telling him it was going straight and it actually made a turn so when we opened the floor, we were like, Nothing. wait a second. Yeah. Luckily, it was just that one opening. And then we stopped because we, we saw it was going the wrong way. So we're like, all right, let's do this all over. And we were able to, to track the pipe. And then from there, this one was a galvanized pipe. And I'll, I'll give you a trick with the galvanized in the, in the, uh, and this one I learned from my father, which I learned a lot from my father, obviously, and my grandfather, but um, back in the, uh, pre-70 when you can use gal galvanized for water nowadays nobody uses it but these galvanized pipes every uh they came in like 10 foot lengths you know or eight foot lengths so you know every eight feet there's a connection you know it's not like a copper line that's one solid piece that it could leak and most of them the galvanized they leak from the um the, the connections yeah okay. so you, you know every eight feet or so you know so that's a good way 
you know, what we do is we find that first connection and like at eight feet or 10 feet, we can actually listen in and locate the leak that way. So um, it's just a little trick that we know, you know, with galvanize and a lot of, if you see galvanize automatically, we're going to say replace all your pipes. Um, it's not worth fixing the leak because you're just basically putting a bandaid on something that is useless at this point. So we always recommend replace, replacing the full system. Don't waste your money on, you know, trying to fix it unless it's, you know, a temporary thing, you know, that we just, yeah. Which is what the insurance company usually wants is for you to just do a temporary repair instead of actually, you know, redoing the entire, the entire house. Yes. Yes. But yes, the leak detection is very difficult. Um, it, it's one of those things that it, it, you, uh, you're going to learn, you need some experience with it for sure. And, and it, it takes a while to get, and you could make mistakes in there and, and the diagnosis and we're not, um, by any means perfect, but, but, uh, definitely it's challenging. Some of these jobs, when we get there, like I said, there's four or five plumbers have come out and we don't leave without a solution. So that's, that's kind of like, we're like that last. Well, most, uh, most plumbers only know how to run the water and they just run it different places and they're trying to figure out, then they go to see if the meter's spinning and then they're just sort of like, it's like a guess, you know? And they're just like, it's just like, I've just seen it where there's just holes in the wall, just one after the other. But I had this one where I forgot who we had out there. This is years ago. Wow. Um, They just, they, they, they located the leak and they located the pipe and they, it's just such a scary thing, even for me as a public adjuster, because I'm usually recommending a referring these people and when you're breaking through somebody's you know beautiful marble floor or whatever it is it's like right it's just yeah. like terrifying. Yeah. it's like gut-wrenching <laughs> even for me and it's not even my house but you could see the homeowner just like Ugh. and they started digging and i'm talking jackhammer like the whole freaking nine to get through the concrete foundation and i mean this thing was probably on it it was like four feet deep inside yeah. and it was just so far and the whole way through i'm there the whole time i'm there for like probably like six hours that day because that's just my job i feel is i gotta be there sort of holding their hand say it's okay everything's gonna be all right and they just kept digging and digging and the pipe wasn't there and the pipe wasn't there and the pipe wasn't there and finally it showed and it was leaking right there i was they started taking all my photos but it's it's such a tricky the leak detector is such a tricky thing that you do. And then I'm thinking in the back of my head, oh boy, I got to explain this to the insurance company. We just jackhammered this person's floor. How's this going to look? They're going to think that I'm just kind of trying to commit some kind of fraud and just break floors so I can do it. It's just like, uh, it's just a weird emotion, especially that was closer to the beginning of my career where I'm just like, ah, just like freaking out. It's just a crazy thing. The water damage stuff and leak detection. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be careful. And, and the thing is, um, you know, a lot of times, it's it's leak detection. Uh, what I tell people, it's it's a process. You're always gonna if you have a leak, you gotta do a good leak detection. And even if you hired a plumber, they're gonna charge you for the leak detection separate from the actual job because they have to figure out where the leak is coming from, what pipe is broken, what the the scope of the job is found after the leak detection is done. So if you hire a good leak detection company, they're gonna give you a, a good idea. Um, and a lot of times it doesn't necessarily mean you have to break your floor, right? So most of the time, actually, we recommend, hey, look, we located it here. We think it might be in this area. But most of these pipes that we deal with, they're um, uh, at this point, they're very, they're, they're in bad condition. Old. You know, they're old. Yeah, they're old. You know, so you're going you're gonna to spend all this money, break the floor, do all this work, and then put money on an old pipe that's probably leaking in multiple places by right. the way um so you know what i usually recommend hey 
this is for the insurance to understand. Look, if they want to break the floor, <laughs> go have at it, right? But, but uh, you know, this is so they understand, hey, the leak is here. This is why the water's coming up in, inside your wall. Um, you know, these are the next steps we're recommending. Let's, let's um, either trench this out and replace the whole thing or do a, a, a temporary fix to the top or whatever we're going to end up doing to help that customer have water for the time being. And or uh, we sometimes install these shutoff valves where they, they can come and run their tests when the insurance comes out as a temporary solution to stop the leak. And then they come out and, and once they, they, um, they provide that coverage and they have the funds, then they, they replace the pipe. You know, so that's kind of what we do. Yeah. And for public adjusters out there wondering like what's covered, what's not covered, stuff like that. Leak detection is always covered. You trying to find a leak that's always going to be covered by the insurance. And if that entails having to uh, trench or having to just break the floor to find out that the leak is actually there, that is all covered. Pipe itself is not covered. So quick educational tip. Uh, when you do get a denial letter, a lot of times what happens with these plumbing claims, these water damage claims, you'll get a denial letter and you just think, oh my God, my claim was denied. No, they're not denying the claim. What they're denying is the actual pipe. They're just telling you that the actual pipe, because it's an old pipe or because that pipe failed, is not covered. However, all that leak detection and everything that goes into it, all of that is covered. And then I'm always, I'm always, I always find it funny, not funny, but I mean, you know, when you've got that, when you've got that supply line that's busted and it's busted in between the island and then the cabinet that's up against the wall, then there's really no reroute option. And then that's when, you know, that's, if you find that public adjusters, that's, you know, unfortunately for the homeowner, but it is, that's a good claim. Because that's going to be, you have no choice. You have no choice but to, to, to trench that little, you know, whatever six inch trench that you do uh, from, yep. the, from the cabinet to the island to replace that pipe. Yep, that's right. So, you know, I think it's funny because most people don't know, but Alex and I technically just met, um, what, a few months ago. Because one of our guys was out there, you know, going out there hustling and doing what he's do doing, what he's doing and, and trying to find business and get good relationships with plumbers. And Alex is a great guy. But what we found out was that we have worked with each other before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's a small world, I guess. Right. So, I mean, in this industry, like I said, I've been working with um, with adjusters and restoration companies for a long time. And um and yeah, we had a, a, a case back in the day, a, a mutual client. And when you reached out, I, I saw Vince. I was saved on your phone. Yeah, I was sent <laughs> a, a, you know, your name. And I was like, wait a second. I'm like, I've talked to him before. So, and then we started talking for a little bit and we figured out was that we had a mutual customer back in the day. And yeah, and, and you know, you guys, um, you I know you preach a lot, you know, with the reaching out to plumbers and other, you know, I'm, I'm the, the same way. I, I try to reach out to uh, people that can work, we can work together and network with, and you guys do a great job of that. And uh, you guys reached out to me and, and I was like, yeah, I'm open to, to talk uh, and just about work. And then sure enough, now I'm on your podcast, which I'm extremely <laughs> grateful for. And, and I wasn't even expecting that. So, you know, a lot can happen from just talking to people and, and looking to, to work and help other people. So, and, and thank you. I appreciate you. No, of uh, course, man. I mean, what a, one of the things that attracted me uh, to you, Alex, was you're also, you are very passionate about education. You know, our, one of our, our core focus in our company, we have core values and our core focus is 
education is literally like just one word education. We're just, we want to educate policyholders. We want to educate contractors, public, like anything like art. That's our pitch. I always tell people never pitch, like never do a sales pitch. You should just educate them. And the second that they know that you actually know what you're talking about, even if you give them all the sauce and all the secrets, like they're going to be like, Oh wow, this guy knows he's talking about. Let's just use him. So one of the things that attracted me to you was the fact that you do like to educate. What are some of the things that you were telling me about what you're trying to do with the leak detection in the plumbing industry and trying to really better the industry? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so lately I, I have a uh, training course that I do. It's specifically for public adjusters and restoration companies. And I, I just give all my knowledge, experience, uh, dealing with leaks. Uh, I, I've been doing now, I think it's it's going to be around uh, 15 years. My, my uh, I grew up as a, as a kid going with my dad, looking at plumbing jobs. Um, and, and as far as with my dad's knowledge, he's been doing this over 40 years. So we, we know a lot about plumbing and specifically working with, um, uh, claims and, and people opening claim. And we've seen the results from them. So, uh, we, we have a, a kind of a niche in that, you know, not a lot of plumbers want to deal with uh, insurance, honestly, um, that, that I've talked to, uh, but we've seen, um, that, that we found like our niche in that. So what we've done is kind of, or, uh, what we've done is created kind of like a training for your team. And if you, anyone listening, you know, want to reach out to us and, uh, we'll, we can always set that up for your team and, and we can help train them. Uh, and we have a whole training for just specifically plumbing. Uh, we go over cast iron, uh, different leads to look for, how to identify them, um, you know, how the equipment works in uh, having knowledge. So when you're talking to that, maybe that insurance company or that insurance uh, uh, adjuster, you know more than them about the plumbing side of things, right? Where you can kind of uh, almost school them on that, right? Um, and and I, I'm here as an aide. So if you ever have a question, it doesn't have to be on one of my jobs. You can always reach out and you have a plumbing question. If I don't know the answer, uh, I have my father, I can always ask him, but you know, after so many years, I pretty much, uh, know every, everything that's could happen, I guess at this point, but, uh, but yeah, if not, I always have that to fall back on too. So I should always have an answer for you. Definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you've been doing this for a long time. It's just kind of cool that you've been in it like, since you were like a little kid, like since you were like a little, you just yep. always seen it, right. It's just always been around. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, so it's, it was me and my brother, my brother never liked any, uh, anything with heart, uh, physical labor per se. Uh, he was more of a writer and, um, uh, and he's an very artist. good at that. Yeah. An artist. <laughs> And for me, I, I, I grew up, I, I, I didn't mind getting dirty. My, my dad would put me uh, to dig trenches and, and do all of that stuff. I got home and my mom saw me full of dirt and <laughs> it's like, what did you do? You know, it was, it was always, but I enjoyed it and uh, did that for many years. Went to college, uh, graduated, uh, you know, had, had my own uh, uh business and and started with the leak detection and and it's been growing and i got my license in plumbing did all of that as well and decided to go this route and and it was the best thing honestly i, I ever did was uh get into plumbing uh, and is it yeah. is it still is the majority of your work still insurance claims yeah so with total leak i would say about 
uh, about 70 to 80 percent of the work we do is is uh, uh, working within uh, with insurance uh, uh, with the insurance. So with uh, adjusters and mm-hmm. yeah, restoration are, company, all those things. Yeah. Do you do a lot of like? Are you usually called upon like by the by the policyholder and the public adjuster? Do you also do insurance? Uh, do you also have have jobs that you do with the insurance company as well? Where they send uh, you out? Yeah, we've done a few jobs for insurance companies, but uh, the bulk is going to be with the public and, you know, people calling in and also with uh, with uh, public adjusters and with uh, uh, restoration companies as well. Gotcha, Call gotcha. Yep. And how, how big would you say total, rest, uh, total, total leak detection is now, nowadays? Big uh, yeah, so so we we have uh, four trucks right now, um, and you know we're we're hoping to continue to grow that. Uh, so so yeah, we, we've been uh, we have a great team. I would say we we've been around now for it's it, the company is is established three years ago, but uh, honestly, we've been doing this for for much longer uh through hernandez plumbing which is the original company that's the company that does all the service jobs and they handle the service side of things they also do the cast iron replacements all that type of stuff uh so this was kind of a spin-off and and that was why we started this we we realized that this is one of those things you gotta just commit 100 percent to leak detection the reports and it's so time consuming um when you're doing service jobs and trying to write a report it was it was too much for us to handle so that's why this company was born where we can just really really uh, specialize in this um and we do uh anywhere from five to six leak detections a day sometimes whether it's a camera or or things like that so so we're we're handling a lot of those different cases and we have a pretty good system in place um for us to get it all done so Top three. What's number one, number two, number three most uh, between drain lines, supply lines, and shower pans? So I would say number one, our number one call we get the most is high water bills. People call us all the time. <laughs> oh, high water bill. My bill is super high. I don't know where it's coming from. So so that's that's our number one call. Uh, uh, second, uh, we're going to have uh, water damage. So it could be from a, from a s- uh, second floor coming down to the first floor. Sometimes it's an AC leak. Sometimes it's, um, you know, a drain. Uh, it, there's so many types of leaks that could happen from one floor to the next. But, um, uh, and then I would say after that, it's going to be the drain line. So the cameras, you're having a backup or somebody needs a scope. Or sometimes we do a lot of work for realtors. I need to do a, a scope for yeah, so we do real. We help realtors or property managers. They'll call us and hey, uh, my building has like I said a lot of commercial jobs. Sometimes where like they have a big uh, uh, apartment building, and if anybody knows about apartment building, like the first, the the their biggest worst nightmare is uh, leaks. Oh yeah. <laughs> so so they call us all the time. So we have a lot of property managers that call us. Um, but yeah, I would say. Uh, high water bill leaks and then uh, our cameras is probably the third thing that we do the most with the backups and and trying to scope it out the amount of drain line claims that i did while i was living in miami i can't even count we did a lot of them so for those of you that don't know if there is a home that's older than 1980 usually around 1980 they were built with cast iron sewer lines 
those cast iron sewer lines have a 30 year lifespan as opposed to PVC. No, is it 30 year? Yeah, it's 30 year lifespan. As opposed to PVC, which has, I think, what, 100 year lifespan? Yeah. Yeah. And well, when I became an adjuster in 2008, we were like right there. That was like that 30 year lifespan. And we started to get calls and we were just like, holy crap, this is like, this is like a thing. And I mean, it's a big claim because in order to do this, I mean, unless you're able to tunnel, which is tough. I mean, you could get into that if you want. I don't know that, that I've never really seen that unless there's a crawl space. And unless you really want to do that, uh, that liner, which is really the liner thing has only been going on, I would say, in the last 10 years or so, right? Because before that, it wasn't really around. Right. You got to basically put a half pipe in your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How wide does it have to be? It has to be, about, has to be about, about three feet wide, right? Around there, two, three feet wide? Yeah, so- yeah. Uh, so... The width is, is it's more of having enough space to be able to compact the pipe around it, which is one of the things that happens with tunneling. It, when you tunnel, you got to, uh, uh, whoever the plumber is doing, number one, it's going to be like double the price, by the way. Yeah. Uh, because you can't compact the, the pipe. So you're going to have to run, um, you're going to have to run these um uh, pieces to uh, hangers to hold the pipe up, oh. um, which it's it's then you're drilling into the the foundation. It's 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 kind of uh, one of those things. I go over a lot of this stuff in detail in the training. Um, these are the type of things that people have a lot of questions about, and we kind of help you with that. So if you ever get one of those with about tunneling, tunneling, you know, people the there's. One occasion, I would say, when you have like a uh, maybe a bathroom that's back to back, right, and it's in the exterior right. of the home, and it's just that part of the house. That's it. it. Yeah, you can just it's right there. You know, you you can open it and and you can do it. Uh, sometimes we we do we'll leave one whole bathroom intact and then maybe, but like it's it's very very difficult. It's and it's very rare that you get to do that type of work. Um, as far as the liner and stuff, I also get in detail on that training. How do you feel? Yeah. How do you feel about the liner? The, the so I, a lot more companies are doing it nowadays. Um, and as far as the liner, so uh, the way number one in in you have to imagine the code when they did those liners. I mean, when they did these cast iron pipe was completely different than today. And so, yeah, before you get into that, let's explain yeah. what the liner is. And from what oh, I yeah. know, I'm going to try to flex here, but I'm not going to really flex much <laughs> here is they, it's like an epoxy, right? It's like a, it's like a thing that they, it's like a spray that they, that they basically, yeah. they, they spray it inside of the existing pipe and then it expands and basically creates a new pipe. Yeah. That was very, very close. I'll give you <sighs> like a, like a, like a nine out of 10 on that. That's but yeah, okay. yeah. So there's two methods really. One is uh, they, there's a spray uh, epoxy and then there's one that's a liner that is an actual liner, like almost like a tube inside another tube and it ah, expands yeah. in there. So there's two of them. One is space. So the first one, uh, you know, both of them, you got to go, they go in with a, uh, 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 you know, they jet the line real good. So th- you're using the old cast iron pipe as your like out, outer piece of the pipe. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then you're going to clean that pipe and, and take out all the debris, get it off nice and smooth as possible, which remember 
sometimes a pipe is not smooth. It has a, a hole in the bottom or, or it has a, or it could be collapsed or, or, or broken or something. So, you know, in those cases, you can't really use a line. You got to go in there and replace it. Uh, uh, you know, so when you're, when you're that's running, what the, in, that's what the yeah. insurance company doesn't want to hear. Oh, I know yeah. you can do it. And then it's like, no, okay, this is the plumber telling you that it can't be done, but go ahead. Yeah. Sometimes a pipe is deformed. And then on top of that, the, it's going to reduce the pipe as well. Because when you, when you're running that liner, it, let's say if it's, uh, you choose to do the, Gets, By the way, if you're going to do one or the other, the, the spray one is the, I, I would say is the, is the, is the, the worst one worst. out of the two. Yeah. The, the, the epoxy actual piece of pipe going in would probably be the better one, I guess. And I would only recommend that if it's like a repair or something temporary you're going to do because, uh, um, and, and that's how basically the city looks at it as well. And I get in all this into the, in, in the training as well, but, but one of the other big things is that when you're doing the uh, when you're using the liner, uh, you have to remember these pipes. Uh, th these were this was all done in the code that was like from 1970 something, right? So or before the code today is completely different on that. Um, so uh, there's there's a lot of things where in the kitchen and and also in your in your um, in your laundry areas, these pipes are too small already. Uh, you know, to, to today's code. So now you're putting another liner through there um, and it's going to cause backups and issues as well. So today's code, you, you got to have a three inch pipe where that, that these are our work on pump discharge. So when you turn off a, a washing machine, it's not like you open a faucet, it works with a pump. So you got all this water coming in real fast. And then you have these pipes that are too tiny, can't hold the water. You're going to get more backup. So all that money you just spend, kind of goes out the window but but that's that's my my general idea about uh, those things um you know it's still also uh very new too you know so you you we don't know what's going to happen the next few years so you know yeah. i i i i used to work with a company in miami and i still know him very well a good guy um that specializes in trenchless right but when i get I would look at a claim and I'd see, okay, I would call him out and be like, hey, what do you think? There's no better report, public adjuster, than a report from a trenchless who specializes in trenchless telling you and telling the insurance company, hey, we can't do this. You know, and submitting yeah. that report saying, no, there's really only one option here. Now, there's always a reroute option. There's always that option. But even that gets complicated depending on where all the water sources are. One of the coolest things I learned, Alex, in this business, because I did so many of these, was just like literally just, and obviously you could do this with the back of your hand, but a lot of people are just like, how did you figure that out? Is me just being able to stand in the middle of the house, right? And figuring out exactly where all the lines run, where the main is, where this connects to here, where that connects to here. And then you start thinking about the reroute option. Because as a public adjuster, if I'm going to make a claim, I'm trying to think of like, what are all the different things that the insurance company is going to throw at me? Right. And tell me that this can't be done, that can't be done or whatever it is. And reroute is one of the big ones. And frankly, yeah. I mean, you've got kitchens located in the middle of the house, laundry room and this end over here, bathroom, blah, blah, blah. A reroute option would be way too complicated. Sometimes it's possible, yeah. but a lot of times it's complicated because the insurance yeah. company is just like just begging to not have to trench to that house. And yeah. frankly, so is a homeowner, too. Like, I get it. But man, there's just too many old homes. It's just it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. And, and the reroute one, I'll tell you a little thing about that. 
and uh, and I think this is what you mean when they when they're trying to reroute it to the outside of the the home. Well, what happens there is uh, remember the pitch, the, the pitch, the pitch. right? There's no where, pitch. where it ends up. Uh, it, it's got to be. Um, it's you it, when when it when it ends up to the connection to the sewer. It, that pipe has to be above the sewer, right? If it's below, it's not gonna. You can't. You're gonna have to use a lift station to get everything out, right? So, what are the yeah. What are the pitch requirements again, Alex? Sorry to cut so you it's off. A, it's an eighth of an inch to to a quarter of an inch, depending on the the, the size of the, the diameter of the pipe and all that. So it, 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 it every it, every what every foot every foot yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm very I'm very I like always to speak in layman's terms. Alex, so excuse yep. me, but what a pitch is, it, and and I only, I only like clear up these things because these are things that I've learned over time that are just like so obvious, but just like yes, people, the plumbing has to have a pitch because if not, your waste is not going to go anywhere and it's just going to sit there. A common claim that I would get is people experiencing backups because the pipe was back pitched. And then the insurance company is trying to tell me improper installation and they're trying to tell me long-term damage. And I'm just like, listen, this pipe has been here for 30 years or 20 years or 10 years or five years. I don't care. It's been working fine for five years. Can you tell me, educate that a little bit? How does that happen? How does it go from it being like everything's working fine? And then later on, all of a sudden we find that it's back pitched. Uh, great question. So, yeah. So, you know, when, when the pipe, gets back pitched like that there could be an event sometimes it's outside that it happens you know something happens and it makes a, the pipe back pitch or there's settlement that happens inside the home over time uh the pipe settles and then it starts to back pitch and then what typically happens is the water starts to settle there and then the pre starts to settle there and if it's in the kitchen now you have grease starting to settle there and then like uh um from one day to the next, all of a sudden that you have that that uh, stoppage, and then it, it it was something that that it took maybe a little bit of time for the that pipe to settle and and start to back pitch. Um, but once that happens, it, you can't reverse it unless you have you have to get down into the the pipe and, and replace it and and put the proper pitch again. So that's and you have one to go thing through we, the floor. Yeah, you have to go through the floor again. Correct. Yeah, we see that all the time. Uh, uh, unfortunately, like we'll run up a, a camera, we get to uh, what what you call like a belly or, a belly. or an area where, where, where that that pipe is just kind of sagging, and it's where that you know that that um, that that compact sand that's around it either um, uh, over time eroded or whatever. Sometimes I, I find it by connections, and what might be is that that that. Uh, pipe has a hole or or it's broken the water's been seeping out it's been moving the sand around and now it's creating that 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 pipe that weighs a lot uh to drop in and and cause that mm. sag as well so sometimes it starts with the with the leak and then it creates that that problem with the sag i love talking about yeah. this yeah <laughs> pipes <laughs> well me Great. too so I, I i could talk about that and these are all things you know as you get experience and time and you know because that that stuff you see it happen you're like oh okay and when you open the floor and you see all the water sitting there like oh that's what was happening the, it was leaking out first and the pipe started to suck so like you know it, it's uh these are all things that that happen you know it's just like the the other one and i, I sorry to cut you off but before i forget is the roots right they go oh the roots okay the roots how do you think the roots get in there right so there's a hole in the pipe 
It's it's the water's coming out of the pipe, and then the roots are gonna find its way. The roots are not gonna magically know that there's water in there, <laughs> and then get in it. Like there's no root, you know. They, this is just science at this point. But yes, it's always a pipe break. It's not science. It's com- it's common yeah. sense, Alex. It's not yeah, science. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so I always I I think it's you know when I see the roots, it's like hey, your pipe was broken, and now that you know the roots are getting in there because the water's escaping. Have you ever had a conversation with an insurance adjuster and they're just being fucking idiots and you're just trying to explain to them? It's like, no, I'm sorry. You don't want to hear this, but this is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. With these guys, uh, you know, uh, most of them, they're kind of luckily so far uh, they're If you know what you're talking about, people, no, you know, not a, uh, not a public adjuster. I mean, an insurance yeah. adjuster. Yeah. Yeah. The insurance adjuster. Yeah. So usually with these guys, I, I, I kind of. I'm always going to go, you get more honey than with uh, whatever that saying is. So uh, with vinegar, that's what it was, right? Uh, but but anyway, I always go, you know, I, I let them know, hey, look, we've been doing this a long time. This is what you, typically happens. And, you know, um, they're always going to, they're, they're not plumbers. So they, they're always going to say, well, this is what my expert uh, says and this and that. So I, sometimes I go, well, can I get his number? Let's talk on the phone. Oh, no, no, no. You know, <laughs> he's not going to. So, you know, every time I was like, well, let's talk about it. Let's have a friendly debate about it. I'll talk to him. Let's see. Maybe he has something I, I want to learn, you know, like maybe he has something <laughs> that a, I don't know. A magic yeah. formula. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I learned something. So typically like nine times out of 10, I've never, they never want me to talk to their expert, but, but, um, you know, sometimes I, I've had, in the past cases where the adjuster is very hands-on with the claim and they'll have their expert come out and then I'll send my dad out there. And Ooh. then it's just, yeah, yeah. And that, that, that it's game over at that point. <laughs> so he gets there. And so they stopped doing that already a long time ago, but yeah, back in the day, we used to have both of us going there. It was, it was awesome. And, and, and what about, what about a report? Have you seen like a report? I ain't going to mention the two or three plumbing companies, I'm not going to say their names that you see on every single insurance file. Yeah. You ever had any like discussion or maybe not discussion because you said nine times out of 10, you don't talk to them, but you see a report after you do your report or before, and then you do your, you do your inspection and you're just like, bro, like really? Yeah. 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 So, so there's different tactics that I've seen where they, uh, you know, if the pipe is broken, it's, it's obvious you see the holes, all that. Um, a lot of times they're going to request to, to jet the line. Yes. All yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, well, it just needs to be jetted or whatever. So, you know, uh, that's one of those things, you know, I, I leave it up to the adjuster, or the homeowner. I let them know ahead of time. Hey, listen, guys, if you want, uh, you know, a lot of times these guys, when they bring their own plumbers, they're going to request to jet the line. So if you want to get ahead of this and save a lot of everybody, a lot of time, we can jet the line really well, clean it, and then run the camera. We're going to get a way better uh, picture of the pipe. And then uh, the report's going to come out better, everything too. But I kind of leave that up to the adjuster and the homeowner if they want to do those type of services. It's always good to jet the line before. But that way, when they write the report, oh, it needs to be jetted. We're like, wait a second, it was jetted. Here is the invoice. We did the jetting. So what's your excuse this time? So it, it actually cuts a lot of time on the process sometimes. What about, yeah. hey, that's yeah. a break right there. No, that's just scaling. Hey, those are roots right there. No, that's just debris. <sighs> what about yeah. Those? Oh, man. yeah, that 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 happens a lot. And unfortunately, so that's that's where it, it becomes a, 
you know, it's a he said she it's a he said she said because like I get it. And the thing is, is we're looking through a little camera, you know, whatever, how big the screen is, you know, and we're out in the hot sun, usually on the roof. And it's like you got to you know, we we used to get the towels and stuff and we're trying to like cover up and trying to get the best shot. So it's really hard. I mean, when you see in the computer is much better, but usually I'm there like with the plumber. I mean, I'm always going up on that roof with the plumber or our plumber, their plumber, whatever it is. And I'm always just like, ah. Right there. No, 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 that's not that. Or, oh, I got to wait to see it on the big screen. And of course, we get the report four weeks later and it's just like, come on, dude. You know, it's it just it happens all the time. And then the other thing that I was going to say is we're looking at it at this with this little camera. And a lot of times I get it. OK, it's just the belly. It's just holding water. That's not a break. And I'm looking at the guy like, dude, come on. Like, you know, like, look at this pipe. You could already see the condition. If it's holding that much water, like that line is collapsed most most likely. Right. So then what happens is they have their reason that they can say that it's not. But then, you know what happens? You break open the floor, you pull this pipe out and it's like gone. Like the yeah. whole bottom is gone, but you couldn't see it in the camera because it was holding water. And it's just like, and even if you jet the lines, I mean, what I found, you jet the lines with all that water, it just keeps holding water. Ultimately, it's hard to, to, yeah. to be able to pinpoint that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Some some homes you can't even jet it because the pipe is so bad. So too many, too many years, man. I mean, it's just and drain lines might be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can't believe yeah. you're the first plumber that we have on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime, man. I, I love all this and talking about plumbing i mean it's it's my life so or the, or the or the pinhole leaks that they just don't think it's a pinhole leak and you know and i mean i, I just I'll, I'll never forget i had one big 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 house big shower it wasn't a huge claim because it was just in the master bathroom and uh oh he was so pissed what did we do we opened up no that's another one there was one that we opened i went with the plumber and we already knew what was going on and it was a plumber for the insurance company and they opened up what had to be opened up and it was just right there, just spraying. Little, little, little spray. I was just spraying. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, photo, 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 video, video. Gotcha. Yeah. But then there was, yeah. there, there was one that, there was one, oh, dude, this one was cool. Um, it was a leak in the shower also and it backed up to the, you know, the little room where the toilet is and that room is obviously drywall and then you've got the tile wall. So, you know, I got, I had a GC on that one. And a GC was just like, I have to go. I, I asked him like, what do you got to do to repair this? Cause I know what they're going to say, go through the drywall and everything will be fine. He's like, I can't go through the drywall because I can't get the leverage. Once I replace the pipe, I can't get the leverage to like, to like actually put everything back on correctly. The only way is I have to go through the front, the, through the drywall is not going to happen. So I had him turn off the, all the water. I didn't want him to break anything yet. I'm just like, all right, it's all right. We'll get the adjuster out there. The adjuster comes out there. And bro, he was, and I took the GC out there because I didn't want to explain it because me explaining it is not the same as the GC explaining it. That's so the right. GC is explaining what needs to be done. And I walked in there already knowing like, dude, look, here's, I'm bringing this guy here just to explain it to you. I'm not trying to get in a fight with you. I just want to explain why it can't go through the drywall because all they think is we're just trying to, we're always trying to exaggerate the claim, right? That's like the MO. So he explains to them and the, and the adjuster was like fighting him on everything. No, that doesn't make sense. You can go through here. The GC, dude, this is the coolest. It was a funny, he <laughs> is, by the way, the GC is six foot four, just big oh, guy, Viking looking guy, right? Super nice guy. He got red. 
he got red. He almost like literally he's like, dude, I'm about to punch this guy. I said, hey, I said, this conversation is over. Uh, let's go. This inspection is over and we're done. And then I had to stop it right there. But it was just one of the it was just it was just funny. It was just really, really funny. That story, because I still see him. He's actually a buddy of mine here in, in the Tampa area. And we always talk about that one time. It was the only time he had ever like met with an insurance adjuster. And he was about to freaking ring him by the neck and just like kill him, you know? <laughs> Wow. That's, that's wow. why you need your experts, yeah. man. The experts are good. They are big time. So anybody who's listening to this podcast, who is still watching or still listening, like you guys, uh, you will see Alex's information below. Uh, you guys have to hit Alex up. I mean, what Alex is trying to do, uh, I, I think, you know, he's trying to change the industry, right? He's trying to educate people, educate other plumbers, educate restoration ed uh, contractors, educate um, uh, public adjusters. Frankly, uh, Alex, I mean, we've got an online platform with courses, you know, I wouldn't mind considering you coming on and putting together a course for us. Would you, would you ever consider that? Definitely. Definitely. Anything to, to help and, and, and make things easier for you guys. And, and just knowledge is, is the key here. I think with a lot of these cases and knowing, uh, on the plumbing side, the things that you need to know, right. Uh, for your cases, that's, that's the key. Uh, I'm not going to, teach you what a flapper is but I, i'm gonna teach you the things you need to know for the cases you're gonna go no but like yeah. but like that one yeah. that i just showed you yeah. where where yeah. we've got a we've got the tile shower we've got the drywall and i know what they're gonna yeah. they're gonna get they're not gonna want to do that and i can call you and i yeah. can be like here's the photos like do i have to go through here or can i go through the drywall and if you tell me the reasons why no the drywall is impossible because you're not gonna be able to repair it correctly it's like okay yeah. now i've got my argument or bring someone like yeah. you in what about Correct. I'm going to put you on the spot, Alex. We've got a course on August 16th, 17th. Would you consider coming on for like 30 minutes or an hour and educating our class? Don't look August. at your calendar now. Just say yes. Yeah, yes. Okay, yes. cool. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> All right. You know, so, I, I was going to laugh because you said August 16th, right? August 16th, 17th. Yeah, yeah okay. That's my wife's birthday. 17th. That's not your wife's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex, is there anything else, anything else that you would like to add? Uh, like how can people contact you? How can people reach you? Name of your company, all that stuff. Anything you'd like to add before we end this thing? Yeah. Yeah. So we have a great uh, YouTube page actually uh, where we talk about different leaks and in different areas. So you can check that out. I haven't posted a video in a while, but, but there's a lot of content there. You got to be consistent. Alex, you yeah. want that YouTube channel to grow. You yeah, have to I'm, be consistent. I'm getting back this, this. That's one of my rocks for this next uh, quarter here. So I'm going to be creating videos. Um, a lot, did a you, lot of more work. Did there, you say, so. did you say rocks? Yes. yes. EOS. Yes. Yes. You use EOS too. Absolutely. Hell that's, yeah. That's what, that's, that's the name of the game right there. Yeah. Whoever's not on EOS, that's, that's the way to go. That's how you drive your business forward. So definitely. Yeah. Our whole team uses that. Um, so, and, and we've, we've been able to, to uh, do a lot with that. And move you know what forward. I did for the first time yesterday, I had a state of the organization meeting. Nice. It's towards the end yeah. of the book. It's like the meeting, yeah. uh, the, the chapter with the meeting. Uh, the meeting pulse, I think is a chapter yeah. and it talks about, you got your quarterly, you got your quarterly meeting, your weekly meeting, your yearly meeting, but there's a, it's like a little excerpt there and it's the state of the organization. And I have, I have elite resolutions, which is our public adjusting firm and commercial claims advocate is the YouTube channel and the courses and stuff like that, but they run hand in hand because it's all about public adjusting. So I had a state of the organization meeting where I brought both sides in one big meeting with all the adjusters as well. Like everybody that works for us was oh. on it. We had about 15 people on, on a zoom wow. meeting, dude, 
the coolest thing. Alex, everyone was like super excited. The meeting, I'll even tell you the page if I find it, but the meeting was where we've been, where we are, where we are going. That's everybody, awesome. That's everybody a great was idea. Super psyched, man. Cause you yeah, always, you always have your department meetings. Everybody always gets, but no, right. no, no. 30 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes, one giant meeting with everybody. Nice. Yeah. We, we do one. Uh, uh, we just did one actually, uh, a quarterly one that we do and we w- go through the rocks and all that. And, and, uh, with our level 10, but I, I think the meeting you're talking about is like, you get the whole, Holding. the whole bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that, that's a great, and you go over the vision, you go over where we're going, you know, yep. and, and, and that's, kind of the whole thing about EOS too is that it brings everybody on board and with the same um, everybody in line in the same direction that that's the key to a good business where everybody knows where we're all heading so I agree yeah that's awesome that you also do that so that's great man and I'm so gonna again, be hitting, hitting you up for con- you know for for tips on content because you're, you're really good at it so, <laughs> so I'm gonna yeah. So how do, how do we find you, Alex? Because I've been cutting you off. I'm sorry. Yeah, I had, no, no I had too much. Yeah. I, had, I had too much energy, uh, monster. That was my yeah, fault. so it's all good. Yeah, our, our website is totalleakdetection.com. Um, and we also have, you know, an Instagram page, Facebook. Uh, like I said, YouTube videos on there. You'll see the equipment that we use, how we use it. We walk through the whole step of our leak detection process. So you'll get a good gist of us there. Um and yeah, you can you can hit us up at, uh, uh, at our number on the on the website. Um, yep. And, awesome. And, and we'll yep. leave all the contact information in the description below here. And uh, I have a feeling after this podcast, you guys are going to see more of Alex. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get you on that course. I, I see yes. it happening. It's gonna be good. Awesome. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. I appreciate it. Alex, thank you for your time. Thank you for coming on. I know you're a busy person. Uh, it was just fun finally to talk drain lines, talk supply lines, talk you know yeah. plumbing, man. Because it's just I feel like I'm always having a roofer on or something like that. It's like no, 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 no. This is this is my subject. This is what I like. <laughs> I appreciate. It. Yeah, this is the, the the meat of what we do, right? The the day to day stuff. You know, the storms they come once in a while, but this is the stuff we got to get good at. So exactly. I agree. Yeah. All right, Alex. Hey. Thanks again for hey. coming on, man. Good luck with everything, huh? Thanks, Vince. You're the man. I appreciate it, brother.